0: For a great cup of joe, there's one thing you should know Your morning brew can also be playful But boy, brewing guys, make the temperature
1: rise And you surely feel naughty when you swallow our coffee If you want some real heat, give your mouth a fine treat. It's time for The Scribble, your weekly fix of celebrity chats, bizarre stories in the news, and basic random chatter with best-selling author and syndicated radio host, Jeremy Brathen. Make sure your seat is in the upright and locked position and your barf bag is securely in place.
2: Here's Jeremy Brathen. Hello everybody, Jeremy Bradley here. This is The Scribble. Thanks for joining us today at thescribbleshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud, and also following us on Twitter at The Scribble Show. My name is Jeremy Bradley, syndicated uh, radio host, newspaper columnist. Uh, not that I'm full of myself. Oh, and best-selling author, too. Please, no autographs. But you know what? We've had some great episodes over the past couple of weeks. We've talked with reality show stars, but today it's all about classic music. Music legends, or even music royalty, if that's 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 what you want to call them. Should I name drop? Let's do it. The Village People is coming up. Casey and the Sunshine Band. But first, Miss I Will Survive. Let's head to the celebrity phone right now. Celeb spotting on
1: the scribble.
2: The legendary Miss Gloria Gaynor is on the line right now. How are you?
3: I'm great, thank you. How
2: are you? I'm good, thanks. This it's music royalty. This is so cool, and uh, you know, and I've got to ask you first off, what it feels like to have the most recognizable song in the world with "I Will Survive." I mean, it's it's used on you know every TV show. Everybody knows it. What does that feel like?
4: It feels like the epitome of God's unmerited favor.
2: And and you were so blessed to have that.
4: I am. I truly am. Yes. I I really do feel that because there's no other explanation for the fact that not only is it the most recognized song or one of the most recognized songs, but that so many others have recorded it and yet they keep playing mine after 30 years and they keep buying mine and they keep requesting mine and they don't recognize anyone else as the singer of I Will Survive.
2: Now, and this song
4: recorded 200 times
2: by the <laughs> Did you think when recording "I Will Survive" that it would have such longevity? I mean, that's what every artist hopes for, but that, that's tough to achieve.
4: That's what every artist hopes for, um, but you know that was 30 years ago, and I don't think when you're that young that you think that far ahead. You know, uh, you, you, if you think longevity, you probably think four or five years. So the answer is no. I never thought it would last this long. I never even, like I said, never thought that far ahead. I did, however, think that it would be a huge hit because I recognized it as a song that was um, uh, one that people, everybody would and could relate to.
2: And, And you said it was recorded 30 years ago. So just for the record, I've got to tell our listeners, you recorded that when you were two years old.
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I, I, I was wondering, you know, how that was possible. Seeing as how I'm, I'm really
2: only like 29. You had the headphones on in the womb, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now tell me what it's like being live on stage. Is it still as exciting as it was decades ago? Do you, is there still that same it, excitement? It or?
4: truly is. It is amazing. I, I, I The other thing and the main thing that I am seeing ultimately blessed with is that I am one of those people who is able to do what I so thoroughly enjoy doing every time I hit that stage all is right with the world
2: can you sum up in maybe like one emotion or one feeling uh, your, your state of mind just before you go out there
4: oh yeah absolutely you know what it's like and this is something anybody and everybody can experience Okay, You've prepared your home In the most wonderful way That you could Everything that you wanted is available to you To decorate your home to, to have the food, the drinks, the music And the list of people that you want And you're just about to open the door For the first guest
2: That's, gotta That's how be, it feels gotta be an amazing experience Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember what it was like the first time that you went on stage And did a live show?
4: <sighs> the first time that I sang live in public with uh, r- r- my career yeah uh mm, no I can't honestly say I remember that I remember the first time I ever sang in public but um career wise no don't really remember that
2: was there anything that shocked you about the music industry I mean people that aren't in it have one idea of what it's like but then once you're actually in it was there anything that you learned that you just thought whoa this is totally different than what I expected
4: I don't think so Except for the business side of it. When you're an artist, you don't even think of that it's business. You don't even think business. You just think, you know, creatively. You think, I'm going to perform. I'm going to sing these songs. I'm going to have this group of musicians behind me. And it's going to be magic. And you don't think about all the business that has to happen before you get there.
2: What was the toughest part?
4: The toughest part was choosing management. What? Yeah. Choosing and... And, and, and getting the, the, the right management. And I don't think I ever got that right until now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I guess probably one of the bigger exciting things would be the royalty checks that just keep coming and coming and coming.
0: Oh, yeah. Those are really exciting. I will to get my first
4: royalty check.
2: That never gets old.
4: Oh, no. No, 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 no. My first royalty check was $72,000. Oh, my. And to me, that was like a million dollars. It was very, very exciting.
2: And now, I mean, you've released a a couple dozen albums, and you obviously know the music industry, so let me ask you about where things are going. Um, Reality shows, I mean, people are critical of what they do to up-and-coming artists. People call them karaoke competitions. What's your take on it? Do you think newcomers doing songs by legends is a bad thing?
4: I don't think it's a bad thing at all, but what I do think is that the record companies are not, first of all, they're not headed by creative creative people they're headed by business people nowadays there's no more A&R you know there's no artist management there's no artist repertoire uh, you know where where somebody's really helping the artist to find the suitable songs and there's none of that there's none of that and so there's no real guidance for a career there's no career building in the record companies uh they're kind of jumping on the bandwagon of something that the artist has already done and the artists for the, now, for the most part are very very young and very inexperienced and they don't know what to do they just you know they're going on what they think, and and then the record companies are not only headed by people who aren't creative nine times out of ten, they're 13 years old, so they don't have any experience, and they don't know what they're doing, and the public, I believe, is being robbed of the spontaneous creativity that can only happen between live musicians, because they're using all this technology, and technology is great, but I think it's something that ought to add to and enhance Creativity, not take the place of and that's what's happening.
2: And I think one of the big yeah, things record
4: companies are more interested in uh, packaging than they are in talent. They're not giving these young people the opportunity to show the creativity that they have inside. It's not being it's they're not allowing it to be brought out. So what they're doing by choosing recording, choosing to copy recordings from the past is 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 hindering the creativity of these young artists I believe
2: and I think one of the things is that especially in today's fast paced world I mean you get that one shot to have a hit right off the bat and in going with the legendary music well we already know those are a hit so you can't go wrong with that is probably what they think it's probably what they think
4: but even those you can do the wrong thing with them and you still
2: have, got the, have a flop right and, and if that was the case on your website you have messages of encouragement mm. so we could always turn to that tell me about those
4: well, I I I think I was born a teacher. It was what I wanted to be when I was in high school. If you saw my high school yearbook, you'd see I said I wanted to be a teacher or a singer. I really wanted to be both. And and so and in in, in, a, in a in a way I am both because my songs I believe teach about life and uh and bring hope and encouragement and empowerment, which is what teaching does. So, um That's what the the messages of encouragement are. They're about helping people to learn about life and helping them get through life in the most uh, productive and uh, unhindered way.
2: And I know you're all, as you say, you're all about helping and you support countless charities. And I would feel bad if I asked you to single out just one of them. But can you maybe just quickly tell us about a few of them that you're working with?
4: Well, um, I'm I'm working with um, Christian Children's Fund. I support six children there. Um, uh, Susan Coleman um, Cancer uh, a Foundation, Uh Breast Cancer Foundation. I I support that. Um, I'm on the board of the United Cerebral Palsy of Hudson County here in New Jersey. Um, I I support UNICEF uh the united negro college fund um you know just there's so many and all of them are worthy causes and so you know I, i i tend to choose those that are closest to my heart i'm always anxious to do whatever i can for children so of course the children's um
2: with all that I mean I'm exhausted just hearing about it when do you sleep
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know it's, it's good when I write those checks I feel really good about them mm-hmm. you know I feel really really good that I'm doing some good for some people who really deserve it and, and the charities themselves I've checked them out and I always try to get the charities that I believe are really sending the bulk of the money to um the, the, the recipients the beneficiaries of the charity that they're not uh, having all of these uh, um, uh, what do you call um, the
2: administration uh,
4: expenses is what I'm trying to say yeah. that they don't spend all the money in salaries and expenses right. and, uh, and the, so much of it goes you know to the recipients, Um, because, you know, anybody can come up with a wonderful uh, charity, you know, idea for a charity, a very worthy cause, and collect a lot of money, and none of it actually goes to the cause, you know, or a minimum of it goes to the cause, especially since here in the United States, you only need to spend 10% to call something, you know, by the name of whatever cause, right? you know. So I usually check and make sure that, as much as I can, that the money actually goes to a great, good portion of the money actually goes to the charity.
2: And that's really sort of the message in life these days, is help out when you can. I mean, you're, you're fortunate enough to, to have the ability to do something like that.
4: Yes, yes, I am, and I, and, I, and I highly appreciate it. And I think the best way to appreciate and show that you appreciate the blessings that you receive is to share them with others. So that's what I
2: try to do. And we can find inspiration on those messages on your website, too. Yeah. GloriaGainer.com. We'll be sure to check it out. The lovely Miss Gloria Gaynor, truly a music legend. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom41.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom41.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom41.com. Go to freedom41.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss Go to Freedom41.com
2: Jeremy Bradley here Back on The Scribble uh, Following along At The Scribble Show On Twitter And also at uh, TheScribbleShow.com Is our website uh, Coming up Casey from the legendary group Casey and the Sunshine Band He's on deck But first Oh you know what I, I sometimes do go to the YMCA And I can't help but think Of the village people Back to the celebrity phone Here on The Scribble <laughs> Celeb spotting On The Scribble Ray Simpson from the village people joining us online right now. How are you?
3: Just great, wonderful.
2: Good to hear. Now, you've been a cop in the group for 30 years. First off, I have to ask, are you a real cop? <laughs>
0: Absolutely not. And there have been a few times when uh, I've been in costume and actually had to be told not to do certain things because you can look like a cop. It's uh, legal to look like a cop, but it's illegal when you start to do police type of things. So if you put your hand up to stop traffic, that can be implied as doing a command kind of police performance and you can be arrested for that. So I thought that was interesting. So I had to like watch what I did.
2: So have you been in trouble before then, or no? <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. I actually have a very clear
2: record. <laughs> okay, good, good. We don't, we don't need <laughs> when any you're trouble. In costume
0: and you're, uh, you know, sometimes we get to do things out in the street, and, and sometimes with the fun of the whole thing, you start to kind of... Act like what you look like, and uh, mm. that can be a problem.
2: Yeah, okay, so naturally then I've got to ask you, how many people have you handcuffed? No, 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 no. <laughs> so, no, that's qualified uh, information. <laughs> well, explain to me then the costumes. I mean, why did that all start? First of all, let's recap the ones you have in the group. The cop, as you mentioned.
0: Right, the Indian, the biker, the construction worker, uh, the cowboy... And uh, did I make somebody out?
2: You did, the sailor, right?
0: Oh, right, right, right. The, yes, the GI who represents... Actually rep- represents different forms of the uh, armed forces. Sometimes he's a, a sailor and sometimes a marine and, you know, so forth and so on.
2: Okay, so why did that all start? Where did that come about?
0: Well, originally they didn't have all three costumes. They, I think it was the cowboy. And it actually started from uh, Felipe the Indian... Uh, He was dancing in a club, and... uh the uh, producers who were French uh, One of them saw Felipe And he had a heavy accent And he told Felipe That he wanted to uh, start a group But it's 3 o'clock in the morning And I'm sure Felipe had heard every line Dresses in India because that's what he used to do Costume dancing And he would say yeah 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 So this happened 2 or 3 times And finally somebody said to Felipe That guy's really a producer He produces music And he said really? really? So then he started to, to listen to him And uh, that's how it actually kind of
2: started now when it started out I mean you You've been in the group Since almost the beginning And did you ever think Though that people Would still be doing The YMCA At weddings and parties I mean that's got to be crazy It's a, a crazy it feeling is, It
0: is pretty crazy I think uh, The song YMCA Has kind of Taken on a life of its own It's a uh Something that you couldn't predict because if you could, I'm sure we'd all have a YMCA and uh, we could bottle it and and make every song uh, uh, the same type of response. But uh, it's just a a strange kind of uh, entity into itself.
2: What's interesting though is you have how many albums and how many best of CDs and YMCA is on almost every. You just remix it and remake it and, and people love it again
0: yeah it's, it's really strange that's pretty much uh uh the producer uh well it was Jacques Morali but it's Henri Bell now because Jacques passed about 10 or 12 years ago and uh yes it, it's been disco-fied many many times the YMCA and uh it still sounds good people still love it
2: and it works Ray that's the crazy thing
0: yeah yeah it's, uh, it's a strange type of thing, but uh, each time we do it, people often ask, they say, don't you ever get tired of doing that song? But it, it isn't actually the song, it's actually how people respond to the song and how people are excited by the song and they sing along and they know the words and that type of thing. So each time you do it, it makes it a, a different experience. So I, the answer is no, I, don't, I never get tired of doing it.
2: Well, now that brings up the question And So you're touring and, and you're doing shows, and you have been for, for decades. People really get into the music. Like you said, what's the weirdest thing or strangest thing that's happened at a Village People show?
0: Huh, well, lots of weird things have happened. Uh, I had a, a grandmother uh, throw her bra up onto the stage. <laughs> and uh, I've had countless women throw their underwear up. But the strangest part about it is they come backstage to try to claim it and actually some of them i wouldn't claim <laughs> i don't think anybody if they really took a good look at them they wouldn't want to be claiming them but that's what they did they actually knocked on the dressing room door and you know can i have my underwear back so i thought that was quite
2: interesting wow i was gonna and if they get too rowdy you could always just handcuff oh well, no no they would never mind ha <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's funny, though. Anytime you address that with the police suit on, you do get respect. In fact, I've seen people get very, very nervous by me just walking by. So they didn't know immediately that I was the cop in the village people. They just thought I was a cop. So you get very strange reactions.
2: Let's talk about the music, though. Obviously, every artist and group wants to have longevity, so different generations know the music. That's exactly what's happened with the village people. So what is it? about the music is it the beat is it that you're having fun when we watch you so we all get into it like what what's the what's the story
0: well we've never tried to be overtly political or or anything like that so it's really about having a good time and and we try to do a show in which you can kind of forget about uh heavy things uh it's really not that deep you know as a uh Intellectually, I would say, you know, it's really about just dancing and having a good time. And that's what I used to do when I was a lot younger. I would just go out and, and I would dance for hours to the beat, you know, and uh, uh, just had a great time doing that. So I think that's... Uh, and we, had, we did kind of put a face to dance music, so that, that also was a good thing.
2: I, I do want to ask you, if you could be one other character or have one other costume... What would it be? Not that you're going to trade in the cop anytime soon, but what, what would what would you be or what would you do?
0: Well, it, it, it definitely wouldn't be the Indian because my legs aren't all that hot, you know? <laughs> uh, his, his muscles and his legs, are, he's got better legs than me, I'll just say that, so he can keep that. Uh, let me see. Uh, leather is kind of nice, you know? I like bikes, uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't want to switch up because after a while you get kind of, you, you start to feel real comfortable in the costume it's Mm -hmm. amazing it gets to be like a, a second
2: nature thing ray simpson from the village people thanks for joining us today Oh, my pleasure
1: ever had something to get off your chest but never had the balls to say it that's a load of crap Speak free with JB.com is exactly what you've been waiting for. Your chance to tell it like it is and not care what anybody else thinks. Have your say on issues of the day. Join newspaper and radio columnist Jeremy Bradley as he tells it like it is. Hundreds of thousands of people have stopped by, including some well-known celebrities who have had a chat with JB. And speak candidly about what's really going on in the world. You can join them, too. Have a rant or a rave. Be brave and head on over to www.speakfreewithjb.com now.
2: Jeremy Bradley here back on The Scribble. Uh, thank you for tuning in to our third episode. Reality show uh, stars were on the past couple of weeks and classic Well, just music legends, really. Yeah, we're going to hear from Casey, from Casey and the Sunshine Band, coming up in just a little bit. But I want to talk about cell phones, because you know what? Everybody is addicted to their mobile device, and it drives me crazy. Now, yes, I will admit that I'm a BlackBerry user, but I also really only use it for email and for surfing and actually making calls. Isn't that ridiculous? I use my phone to make calls. So it prompted me to write the book called Put Down Your Damn Phone Already. You can check it out on Amazon or iTunes. Put Down Your Damn Phone Already. Now, I don't make a habit of shopping with my mom, but she called me up a couple of weeks ago and said, hey, let's go. So we did. Now, we were grocery shopping and we were going down one of the aisles and there was a guy, and picture this, he's got his headset in, his Bluetooth or whatever it was, and then he's holding his phone as though he's going to be typing or he's looking at it, right? So... Is he that lazy that he cannot just hold the phone maybe six more inches close to his ear? He's clutching his, and I'm doing it now as I'm talking, he's clutching his phone as he's walking down the aisle, but still, still using the headset. So doesn't that defeat the purpose? Like the headset is supposed to be that we can't even see your phone then because you're not using it. It's nowhere in sight, but he's holding it as he's walking down the aisle, getting groceries and using the headset. So I pointed that out to my mom and she's like, well, I don't notice things like that. But then she started laughing because she realized how ridiculous this is. So different observations like that uh, are in the book called Put Down Your Damn Phone Already. There's a guy sitting on a toilet. So if you're searching it right now on Amazon or whatever, that's the book. The guy, are you a toilet texter? He's in the crapper and he's using his phone. So there's sections about when you're with company, when you're out at a restaurant. Oh my god, that's the do we we've got a couple more seconds here before we get to our celebrity phone again. But at dinner there's so much political just do you have your phone on the table? It's dinner for two but a table for four. You've probably done this or had that internal debate. Do I wait to see if the person puts their phone on the table first? Then that makes it fair game. I get fired up about this, so I should calm down because we have another guest joining us on The Scribble. So again, the book is called Put Down Your Damn Phone Already. Actually, the website is putdownyourdamnphone.com, but also it's a downloadable Amazon and iTunes and all those other fun stores. All right. So we've heard from Gloria Gaynor. We've heard from the village people. Casey and the Sunshine Band. Let's go back to the celebrity phone. Celeb Spotting
1: on The Scribble.
2: Harry Wade and Casey, or Casey from Casey and the Sunshine Band, joining us online right now. Hey, Casey, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Thanks. It's funny we've got a really young audience in some areas, and they don't necessarily know the names of some of the original artists, uh, but they might know the music because it's remade or remixed. Uh, you know, and, and that's carried on through generations. I mean, that's got to feel really good that your music is still making us tap our toes today.
3: Well, it is. I mean, I mean, my music was originally started out. It still is R and B pop. And then in the 70s, they got a movie called 70 Night Fever and started calling music, um, disco music. And then in the 80s, they changed it and started calling it punk music. And not today, I don't know what it's called, but uh, yeah, no, it's great. I mean, that's what, uh, you know, my intentions were was to reach all, all, all ages.
2: Now, let's recap then some of uh, your big hits. Of course, uh, that's the way uh, I like it. Shake your booty, get down tonight. What I could keep going. What else do you have, uh?
3: Your boogeyman, keep it coming, love, uh, rock your baby, that's the way I like it, boogie shoes, um,
0: I don't
2: know. Now, I don't know how, how deep you've looked sort of at the music or why. Why does it have, there's some thunder there, why does it have such longevity? Is it because the beat just gets us tapping as soon as we hear it, or maybe it brings back memories of where we were, you know, back in the day dancing to it? What do you think? Well, all, all music
3: does that, but I, you know, my music has a certain energy to it, and it it brings a high energy to to the to the listener, and uh, you know I think people look for that. It's also a positive message. So you know I think you know the the, the energy and the music and the positive message that it brings is uh, you know what, what attracts people to it.
2: Now you retired from the group in the eighties, is that right?
3: I just retired. I own the group. Oh well, okay. <laughs> So I, I, I just I retired in, in the 80s yes
2: and then you came back in the 90s right so tell me about that and, and why why the return then
3: well in the 80s I kind of went out on a you know a little drug uh, adventure or whatever and uh, and in the 90s uh, there was a very popular TV show called Arsenio Hall and he wanted to see a um, reunion of the group on his TV show so I agreed to do that and Realized that that's what I love doing and, you know, that's what I've always wanted to do and I wasn't doing that and uh, so I started turning things around and making every effort to, to do what I love to do. Of course, the drugs weren't mixing in very well with it so I had to go to rehab and uh, and I'm um, here I am.
2: And good for you and, and, Fred, I mean, I guess you probably learned some things about yourself in that time but you've grown as a, as a person and as an artist then.
3: Well, I mean, I, I, unfortunately for me, I think I did things that normal... Teenagers, you know, people doing their teens in my 30s, because um, I didn't really, you know, from the time I was 19 until 30, you know, in the, my 30s or whatever, you know, I lived a whole different world, so, um, I, you know, I, I think I kind of started doing things to, I don't know, make up time, I, you know, I'm stupid, stupid things, but, you know, for some reason, I just found that I needed to go and do this crazy stuff, so...
2: I mean, but it's definitely not, you know, uncommon for for young kids. I mean, we see that still today, you know, what people are getting into, as long as you, you know, are able to shake the habit and and better your life after that.
3: Well, well, if it doesn't kill you first, you know, and and I had some close calls with that too, so. Mm
2: -hmm. So now then, uh, you are touring again, is that right?
3: Yeah, we do about 100 shows a year.
2: And, And so what is the response like then overseas then? Is it different around the world than it is back home in the States?
3: I don't know, you know, the crowd's sometimes is a little different than than, 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 than than here, you know, but you know, Shinri, you know, everybody, music brings every, everyone together, all, a, all ages, all races, all nationalities, and uh, you, know, it's, you know, that's the good thing
2: about it. Like, we can check out, I guess, all the tour information on the band's website, right? Right, CaseyTheSunshineBand.com we'll, we'll be sure to check it out. Casey, thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you, guys. Have a good day. We hear you chirping.
1: Get scribbling. Tweet up The Scribble at The Scribble Show. Join the discussion with Jeremy Brathy. It's all going down right now on Twitter at the Scribble Show
2: and at TheScribbleShow.com. Episode 3 of The Scribble, done. This is easier than I thought. Again, like I said last week, a little bit different than radio, but not too, too much. I want to thank Gloria Gaynor, the Village People, Casey from Casey and the Sunshine Band for joining us. Wow. You know what? The amazing star power that we've had here, I can only imagine what's happening next week. And in all honesty, I don't know. But I hope you'll tune in then at thescribbleshow.com on SoundCloud, iTunes. And again, feel free to tweet me up at thescribbleshow or at sfcelebwatch. uh, Speakfreecelebwatch.com for more celebrity guests. Talk to you next time.
1: Bye-bye, everybody. Want more Scribble? Check out thescribbleshow.com for past shows, celebrity interviews, cheapskate tips, and more. That's at showcom and on Twitter at The Scribble Show. The Scribble is a speak-free media presentation.
0: If you want some real heat, give your mouth a fine treat. You will want some more rest.